This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Oh, yes, we are just 48-ish hours away from Super Bowl 57, and my mind in the last two weeks has not changed in the least. Dear God, Canty, we are going to get them ready for this game. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. It is Christopher Bradshaw Canty who is here on this Friday Prior to the Super Bowl, ready to roll. What up? I I am ready to roll. It's the last football Friday, though, Carlin. So it is kind of bittersweet, right? A little I bit. Mean, we yes. just been we just been enjoying ball all season long, and then it comes to an abrupt end. But we got a hell of a matchup to take us out with the bang, don't we? Between we do. these two teams, because there are a lot of similarities with these two teams. But I will say this: the contrast in styles is going to make for a great game. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm excited for the game, even though since that first Sunday night after the championship games, I was immediately of the opinion that the Eagles are going to win this game by two touchdowns, and I have not changed that opinion. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout throughout the course of the day, mm. but Canty, it has boiled down to this for me about this game. If I am going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, I am picking Patrick Mahomes and all the magic that he brings and everything that he is in this game above all else. If I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles, I am picking the best roster 1 through 53 and what I believe is the better team 1 through 53 as they work together as a unit. And with that, I am siding with the Eagles because you know why? I have seen... Great quarterbacks have bad Super Bowls. I've seen John Elway do it. I've seen Peyton Manning do it. And Canty, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad night on Sunday, but I'm saying he's not going to win this game because I don't think Patrick Mahomes at less than 100% is enough over the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, we've seen Pat Mahomes have a bad game in the Super Bowl too, right? Go back a couple of years ago when he played against the Bucs. Now, the biggest factor in that was that his entire offensive line was decimated by injuries, and the Bucs took advantage of that. Now, can this Eagles pass rush do something similar against Pat Mahomes, knowing that he's compromised with that high ankle sprain? We'll have to see. But, Carlin, it's interesting the way that you framed it because you talked about the disparity in talent between the two teams, and you phrased it as the Eagles having the better team. And I'll say this, the best players don't always make the best teams, but Mm -hmm. the best team always wins. And we'll find out who the best team is between these two on Sunday. But when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and their prospects at being able to pull off the upset, I mean, you also have to mention Andy Reid, right? Yeah. Because that's clearly where the advantages lie for the Chiefs. It's not in the talent on the roster. It is in the quarterback. It is in the head coach. Andy Reid, the only head coach in NFL history to have 100-plus wins with two separate franchises. Carlin, you don't get to that kind of mark without being damn good at what you do. The other thing that's understated going into this matchup, how great Andy Reid is off of a bye. Andy Reid off of a bye is 21-3 and in his career in the National Football League, Carlin. And with Pat Mahomes, he's 5-0. and Mm-hmm. So I, I just that's one of those things that you have to consider extra time to prepare who manages the two weeks better between the two teams. Is it Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles organization or is it Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs?
Now, do you point to the Chiefs with that very thought in mind and think that they are better equipped or prepared for the game because they have dealt with this before? Some of the Eagles have, but not all of them have by any stretch. No, and that's the thing, Carlin. Getting prepared to play a Super Bowl is a completely different animal. It's not like any other playoff game. It's not like a regular season game. It's completely different just from the timing of it, the time in between uh, the championship game and the actual Super Bowl. Like it's just, it's all different. Even going to a neutral site to play the game, like it's different. You don't, you don't have that experience at any other point in the NFL calendar. And so you have to be able to handle that as an organization, as a coaching staff, everything from how you do your prep work to when you travel to the Super Bowl site and making sure that players get their family and friends situated at the site, making sure that guys prioritize football and not hanging out and enjoying the Super Bowl festivities. Um, Even things like making sure that the players have the right mindset going into the week, Carlin, because – Again, this is the biggest stage that any of them have had in their professional careers. Like, think about it. Everybody's looking forward to playing in the Super Bowl. You can get in a situation, Carlin, when you expend too much mental energy and too much emotion before the ball is even kicked off. You can get spent and and wear yourself out before the game is even played. All right, so if you're so having players having players that have that experience to make sure that everybody in the locker room is on the same page and you let it build so you're the best version of yourself when the game starts, I think that is critical in order to being able to compete and play your best. Okay, so you're two days out here as a player getting ready for the game, as you have been yourself, what are the biggest concerns in making sure all those things are in place, that you are not expending too much energy and worrying about too many other things right now. Well, Carlin, you're going to get done with practice and film study early today. They're going to treat it like a normal Friday in the NFL. So this will be the last day that players and coaches spend any amount of time, significant amount of time with their families and friends, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, this is an opportunity to get with everybody that came to the Super Bowl with you. Maybe you grab a bite to eat, something of that nature. Like, this will be the last time you do that tonight before you sequester yourself in the team hotel and you're locked into meetings all day tomorrow, walkthroughs and that stuff, and you're spending time with just your guys leading into the big game. So I think that's something to note, right? This is the last time that, that players will get a chance to, you know, spend a significant amount of time with family and friends. So that's a part of it. And then also, Carlin, just letting your mind rest. You, you've been focused on this same opponent for the last two weeks. So just kind of letting your mind rest, getting away from it a little bit, helps to, helps to I guess, kind of relieve some of the anxiety that you might have about going into this game. I know it sounds strange and counterintuitive, but it's something that's necessary in terms of making sure that you don't get burned out before the game is actually played. It does make a lot of sense because all of those things, those are all the things that you're talking about leading up to it that do end up taking a lot of energy out of us when we have busy schedules and you don't really, you know, you're just going at that point. But then you realize shortly after the fact, oh, man, I'm cooked. I'm Mm -hmm. cooked. I'm done for the day. And that's where you do not want to be. 
come Sunday afternoon. Great stuff there from Canty. It is Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Don't forget to do it. Right now, we head to Phoenix. We welcome in ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini, who has been with the Chiefs all week long. Diana, Canty, and Carlin, uh, appreciated as always. What has been your overall sense of the Kansas City Chiefs during Super Bowl week? So the word I would use would be locked in, which is very typical of an athlete playing at this level in a game this massive, but I was talking to some of the guys yesterday about it because they keep telling me that's the word that they would use to describe them. So when I asked them, what does that mean, locked in? It actually was defined a little different than what I was uh, uh, you know, alluding to most of, in most of my reporting this week. And the guys were telling me locked in means calm. Calm and just going with the flow right now, leaning on the fact that they've got the experience, They've done the work. They feel prepared. And now it's really just getting to Sunday. So when I asked specifically about Mahomes, how he's been mentally, they said he's just really chill right now. He's actually been a little quiet, um, knowing that he's, he's just calm in this moment uh, in, in his preparations for Sunday. So I thought that was really interesting. There's not a lot of rah-rah at this point, obviously, because it's still only frauded. I spent most of the day with them yesterday on Thursday, and they were preparing for their hardest practice of the week. Their Thursday is high flying. They're hitting hard, working on third down. And it was also a big practice, Chris, for Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, that ankle is holding up really well from what I hear. Uh, there's no longer any pain uh, going. That shooting sharp pain is gone. That, that's a great sign for him. And really now he's just dealing with a little bit of soreness. Diana, another injury of note for the Kansas City Chiefs is cornerback LeJarrius Sneed. We saw him go down in the conference championship game against the Bengals. He was added to the injury report on Thursday with the knee issue, but he was able to participate in practice with a limited designation. How are the Chiefs feeling about LeJarrius Sneed going into the Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, so they feel like this isn't going to be a major issue. I talked to some sources this morning with the Chiefs, and you know they expect him um, to have the same status and play in the same amount or be part of the defense and in this game as as much as he was planned. Um, So this isn't considered to be something that we're going to have to keep a close eye on. Of course, we will, uh, because we have to see how it continues over the next few days and if it becomes a big problem. But it was described to me as not something that will affect his status on Sunday. But, you know, guys, we saw in the AFC championship game losing a player of that caliber, a leader of their defense, someone who, who's really stood out for them this season was, was big. And Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, shared that with me. You know, he's like, it's, it's not something you want to share, uh, you know, after the game. But the truth was, we, there was a little panic there when he went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and losing him, knowing what a big role he has, and us having to depend on our younger guys, our rookies, to step in there. So um, I talked to Snead as well this past week just about his – Overall health, this was before the knee thing, and, you know, he had a concussion in the AFC championship game, and he told me he, that, that he feels good, that, that there's, there's no, no major issues he's dealing with headed into the zone. 
Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. She's been with the Chiefs all week long. Diana, I can't wait to watch Chris Jones against the Eagles offensive line. Uh, give me a, a sense of Jones this week and that uh, defensive line for Kansas City mm-hmm. that was second in terms of getting to the quarterback, but they were you know, first behind, or they were right behind the Eagles who were first. We lost Diana. She'll be back with us in a second. But, like, Kenty, that, you know, before I get to back to Diana with it, like, that's one of the things for Kansas City. Like, I think dude, as much as I have the feeling I do about the game, I think there are a couple of aspects of the Chiefs that are probably not getting as much attention as they should in this game. One's their offensive line. Two is what that's going to look like up front. Yeah, but I I think we're in for a treat, Carlin, because we've got good on good when you talk about the interior of the offensive line for the Eagles and Chris Jones, who might be the best interior defensive lineman in all of football. I mean, think about that. That's lofty praise when you start putting a guy in the same territory as Aaron Donald, but that's how good Chris Jones has been. Think about it. He was double teamed on 31 of the 38 snaps that he had pass rush opportunities in the AFC championship game and you saw his ability to be able to affect the game and his ability to be able to get to and sack Joe Burrow so I mean this dude is really really special but we're going to find out just how special he is because he's going to have to be a force multiplier and he's going up against arguably the best interior trio guard center guard in the National Football League when you consider Jason Kelsey all pro Landon Dickerson, Pro Bowler, and Isaac Sayamalu, who's very underrated. So this is this is going to be a fun matchup to watch. And, Carlin, we know with Pat Mahomes dealing with that ankle, if you can get pressure, quick pressure up the middle of that pocket with Chris Jones, I mean, if, I mean with Jalen Hurts dealing with the shoulder, if you can get quick pressure up the middle of that pocket with Chris Jones, it could be a problem for that passing game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, um, if there are one or two things that are really catching my attention, Canty, as far as where is the Eagles' answer for this, Yep, where I would have the most concern, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Like how nobody has really been able to do it. And it, it doesn't seem like he does anything, at least to the outsider, that is over-the-top different than many other tight ends, but yet the dude is always open. How is this the case? I have no idea, Carlin, but I think the most impressive part about it is the second reaction plays that we see from Pat Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Just the understanding, the awareness that Kelsey has when his quarterback is on the move, and for those two guys to be able to connect in that moment and make big plays. And I'm thinking about the conference championship game where you've got a fourth down in the red zone and Pat Mahomes decides he's going to go for it all and throw it in the end zone to, to Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey has a seven route or a flag route, which is a corner route to the back pylon, and Kelsey breaks that off and turns it into a post into the middle of the end zone, and they connect for a touchdown. Just that ability to be able to go off script with his quarterback and to be those two to be on the same page is what makes that connection special. And you have no doubt that regardless of the coverages that defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon throws at Pat Mahomes with his secondary, you know that Travis Kelsey is going to find some voids in the zone. He's going to find some green grass to settle down and present a target to Pat Mahomes so they can have pitch and catch. 
it's it's a unique relationship, Carlin. I don't know that there is another quarterback receiver relationship like it in the NFL. And I think that's going to be on full display going up against the number one pass defense in the National Football League. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, we're going to check in on that Philadelphia side and find out from the one and only Sal Pell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do just that, because Sal knows that the Eagles have this in front of them, and if anybody knows how they're going to do it, it's Sal Pell. Oh, yeah. Nobody luck. I can't wait to start the chat. Oh yeah, Sal. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Sal Pal chant. Super Bowl, Sal Pal. It is on the way in moments on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. This is once-in-a-lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what are you going to do? Dies for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's going to score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Sheds a tackle on the right sideline, 10! Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are, and we cannot wait. Ciao. Pow. Sal Pow. Sal Pow. Sal Pow. Sal Pow Antonio, ESPN NFL reporter out in the desert with the Eagles all week, all year. All of the last 30 or so years. He is the great Sal Palantonio who joins us right now. Sal, Canty, and Carlin, how has the week in the sun been for you? Oh, my gosh. I'm like Chili Palmer and Get Shorty. I like it out here. We stay out here. (laughs) There's nobody who looks like they would fit better in that scenario with a nice pastel-looking sport coat and a collared shirt than Sal Pal going out to drinks in, uh, you know, somewhere in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I love it. Oh, man. I mean, I tell you what. Scottsdale, right up my alley. And I know my alleys, Chris. I know it, baby. <laughs> well, Sal, the Eagles are your alley. Give me the sense. I asked Diana Rossini this about the Chiefs a few minutes ago. Give me the sense of this week for the Philadelphia Eagles, your overarching theme of what you've witnessed. What I've witnessed is a team that quickly acclimated to the Super Bowl atmosphere. 
when I talked to Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, Chris, uh, of Jalen Hurts, and I asked him, okay, so Jalen looks super relaxed. He's smiling. He's engaging with reporters. Uh, much, not <clears throat> much different, very much different, excuse me, from what we see at Novacare, where he is, you know, a little bit more businesslike. And Johnson said that he and Jalen sat down and talked last week, and they talked about the fact, hey, you've got a new job title now. Your job title is quarterback Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Let's compartmentalize what your duties are going to be. And one of them is going to be dealing with <clears throat> 6,000 of your personal friends in the media from 24 countries for four days. <laughs> and so you have to embrace that as much as you embrace practice and preparation, and film study and discussion with your coaches and players, uh, teammates. So um, that, I think, was a good preparation for him, and it's really worked. Now, on the practice field, they're there now. Actually, they just loaded the buses at the Arizona Cardinals facility, and they're coming back here to the team hotel to have a, a normal Friday off. And yesterday in practice, Nick Sirianni said he was very impressed with the level of detail, and uh, this is what he's looking for the team on Thursdays normally. And Thursdays normally they do at Novacare, and they did yesterday at the Cardinals facility. They just went through third down. Third down on offense and third down on defense. And third down, the money down in this game is super important. It's always important, as we know, but in this game it's very, very important. Sal, I know coaches do everything that they can to try to normalize the week for players, but the Super Bowl is unlike any other game experience that players will have in the NFL calendar. So just out of curiosity, how have the Philadelphia Eagles handled this week? I I know um, experience matters when we start talking about these types of things, and the Eagles have a few guys in that locker room that have some experience. So what are those players also saying to the guys that haven't been here about what it takes to prepare yourself for the big game? Yeah, Chris, you guys know the core four of the New York Yankees. They have a core four here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Kelsey and Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, one Super Bowl 52. So, you know, the added advantage of having those guys on the team has really helped this young coaching staff because, you know, you, you can leave the room and put them in charge. No question, no problem. And they've done that routinely with this football team. So that has helped enormously, no doubt about it. But I think from a big-picture perspective, Chris, the thing that I see is that Nick Sirianni tried to normalize through process. And he gave the analogy to the team very early on when they got here this week. When you shoot three free throws, he was a basketball player, when you shoot free throws or when you're taking a shot from three-point out, You dribble two times, three times, whatever your routine is, you take a breath and you shoot. Whether the gym is empty or the gym is full with fans and whether you've got teammates on the court or somebody's guarding you, keep to your routine. You know, two dribbles, take a breath and shoot. And that's what he has tried to impart on the group. But he is switching something up. This is actually a pretty good story. And I haven't told this story on the air yet. I'm saving it for Sports Center tomorrow, but I'm gonna unroll I'm gonna roll it out right here on Kenny and Carlin. Really interesting. He is changing the routine for tomorrow night. He's not going to address the team. 
He's doing an open mic night with the players so they can come up and grab the mic and talk to the team. And we asked him, where'd you get that from? He said he got it from Larry Karras, his head coach at Mount Union. Karras, of course, is in the College Hall of Fame, the National College Hall of Fame, won 11 national titles at the mm. Division Three level at Mount Union. And prior to eat 11, Chris, yeah, 11, uh, you got that. That's, a, that's definitely something that requires a, oh, boy, okay. Yeah. That'll <laughs> yeah. get you. It's, yeah. it's 11 national titles. I don't care what you're playing. If you got 11 national titles, that's pretty good. So he's got 11 of them, and he said – so I called Larry Karras uh, on the phone today in Alliance, Ohio, because Nick couldn't remember anything that he said on open mic night in his four championships with Larry Karras. So I called Coach, got his number, called him. He was in the leather recliner at home, picks up the phone. I said, hey, it's Sal Palantonio from ESPN. Hey, Sal, yeah, I know who you are. What's going on? I said – I said, what did Nick say? Because Nick couldn't remember when he had the mic. And he said, he said, I only talked about love. Love for your teammates, love for your team, love for your coaching staff. If you have that love in your heart, you'll be able to play at a championship level. I thought that was pretty cool. Then I said to the coach, not for nothing, but you're in Ohio. You didn't come out for the game? He goes, no, I got my routine. Typical coach, right? I got my routine. I'm going to be in my leather recliner watching the game by myself. I don't want anybody around me. Right, typical coach. I don't want anybody around me. I'm going to concentrate on the game. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's awesome, Sal. What a great story. It's Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, has been with the Eagles all week long. Uh, Sal, biggest concern for me is Travis Kelsey. Nobody's been able to keep him from just getting wide open. What is it the Eagles can do to not stop him? I don't know if that's possible. Just have him not wreck the game for them. Yeah, that's the way to put it, Chris. You hit the nail on the head, as usual. I think the word they're using here is minimize his impact. Minimize. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eliminate, no. Minimize, yes. Uh, Are they telling me what that is? No, they're not. (laughs) They're not telling me. They're not telling anybody. But, you know, hey, if they don't have a plan to stop 87 – then they're not paying attention, so they will. And I'm sure the Chiefs are trying to have a plan to stop number seven, Hassan Reddick. I mean, he wrecked the Giants. He wrecked the Niners, knocked Brock Purdy out of the game. I don't see how Kyle Shanahan didn't have a plan to, mm. to block Hassan Reddick. He wears number seven. He's got Mickey Mantle's number on. And he, he, I mean, <laughs> all you got to do is put him up there and say, hey, this is Mickey Mantle. we got to strike him out. We can't let him hit a home run. Number seven is Hassan Reddick. He's Mickey Mantle. Stop that guy. I don't understand how they didn't have a plan to stop. By the way, Chris, I hate to correct you, but I haven't been covering the Eagles all week. I've been covering the Eagles my life. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. 30 years is half my life. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Sal, as a former defensive tackle. Sal, as a former defensive tackle, we got to talk about another game record, Chris Jones. And, and, you know, the Eagles did a good job of striking out Dexter Lawrence and Nick Bosa in back-to-back playoff games. How do they contain number 95 in red on Sunday? Right. So let me ask you a question. You know the game inside and out. Where are you lining up Chris Jones? Where is he going to be on the field? Where is Spagnuolo going to put Chris Jones? So – that's oh, the question. Right on, top of Isaac, right on top of Isaac Samalu. Right on top of him. And I'm trying to isolate okay. him every single snap. 
Okay, there you go. So the plan has to be what? Jason Kelsey's got to help out, which means, you know, maybe somebody else gets free, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you got to dial it up so that Jason Kelsey is occupied helping Isaac. That's the key right there. You nailed it. Sal, it's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and thanks again. Great insight as usual, my friend. When I can get you guys to laugh on Friday afternoon, I know I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the game, Sal. Oh, the great All right, Sal guys. Pal. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. Absolutely. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter. Great stuff as usual. Make sure you're tuned in to NBA action tomorrow night. The Warriors hosting the Lakers presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Well, everybody wants to know where Aaron Rodgers is going to play next next year an owner finally spoke up we'll discuss next canty and carlin espn radio hi this is espn's mike greenberg and espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today and new users get a hundred dollars in bonus bets for making any sports book bet download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 20 minutes, Chris Canty puts on the headset, becomes our defensive coordinator. I look forward to that because he's got answers for both these defense, defenses on Sunday. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, it all started yesterday afternoon on this very show. Courtney Cronin, uh, among those filling in yesterday on the show, Jets running back Brees Hall was on Canty and Carlin yesterday afternoon and was asked about Aaron Rodgers as a potential solution for the Jets quarterback situation. Um, I ain't going to say too much about the quarterback situation. You know, I, I just know a little something about something, but it ain't. Uh, we're not really focused on that right now. No, we trust that our team is going to bring in, bring in the best uh, 53 guys as possible. So I'm, I'm confident in, what, in them and you know what their decisions are going to be. That was Brees Hall, Jets rookie running back from this past year. I know a little something about something. And then last night, Diana Rossini on the red carpet for the NFL Awards uh, with Jets owner Woody Johnson. Do you have interest in bringing Aaron Rodgers to New York? you, You want the best quarterback that you can get to lead the Jets. And I think with a good quarterback and our great defense... And the defense will be a lot better with a quarterback, you know, that's actually doing it and a good running game and just what the what the coach is talking about. Our special team is really good. And so well, it's plug and play. I mean, I think a quarterback comes in, it's it's kind of an ideal situation. I can't be. First of all, with a quarterback who can, you know, actually do it. <laughs> that was a, he slid that one in there. But then secondly, um, 
especially when he's considering about Zach Wilson, the family friend of the Johnsons. But uh, as much as he would not say Aaron Rodgers directly, it's pretty clear when you when he got asked about it by Diana, she kind of pushed him on a little bit twice that there was absolutely a lot of interest in trying to get the best guy possible for the Jets, and in their minds, that's Rodgers. Yeah, well, I mean, Woody Johnson can't come out and say Aaron Rodgers is our offseason target because Aaron Rodgers is currently under contract with another team, mm-hmm. right? You can't do that. So I think Woody intimated that he's interested in upgrading the quarterback position, and the word on the street is that he's not going to, you know, He's not going to put any limits on what the general manager or the head coach can do in their pursuit to get a better quarterback in the building. So I think that part about it is obvious. The part that's, I don't know, a little bit of a head scratcher is Brees Hall saying he knows a little something about something. I mean, is he going to be in the room with Aaron Rodgers during the darkness retreat? Exactly <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> where, where you feel like you have some insider direct information uh, about Aaron Rodgers' football future that Hope we don't. Hope he's not going to Peru with him to do ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if that's what it takes in order to get him, if you're playing with well, you Zach Wilson do. and Mike White, I'm sure you'd be willing to go down that road. You might even be willing to do the Pancha Karma cleanse, for goodness sakes. But, I mean, I, I just – the Jets are a team that you look at and you say, Carlin, they're a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. Now – the organization has some issues in terms of cleaning up their culture, but they got some really good young young talent. Carlin, they had the Offensive Rookie of the Year in Garrett Wilson and the Defensive Rookie of the Year in Sauce Gardner. That, that's a pretty good young core of players, not to mention a championship-caliber defense anchored by all-pro Quinnen Williams. So, listen, the Jets aren't far away. They just got to get a quarterback, and they need their offensive line to come back healthy. If those two things happen – then not only are they going to the playoffs, but that's a team that can challenge for the division title and a team that can go on a deep playoff run. All right, but let's get down to it here. There can't be a thought of just getting a guy there who's better than what we have. There has to be the thought of getting a guy of a certain level there. I I don't want to sit here and talk about Ryan Tannehill just because he's better in a few weeks, and that's going to give them a better chance. I don't want to talk about the Jets having to go down the Trent Dilfer uh, path, so to speak, where you're getting a quarterback who can manage the offense and, and make that work. They no, they need, they, need, they need a guy. That, they need a guy that can be a difference maker. Yeah, man. they need Derek Carr. In, they in, need... in the division, in the division, in the conference, you yep. gotta have a guy that can make a difference. Is Derek uh, Carr you, a guy that can make a difference? Yes, yes, yeah. Derek Carr can make a. Di- you mean to tell me that Derek Carr didn't make a difference for the Raiders two years ago, with all the hell did. that that franchise went through, well, and still it, getting listen, them to the playoffs? It, it very much seems to be a polarizing topic because there are a lot of people who don't think he's that good. They just look at him and they look at the numbers, but then they watch him play and they don't. Well, the Raiders have never gotten over the hump and all this stuff. I'm with it's you. It's the freaking Raiders. I agree. <laughs> gotta, I mean, it, and 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 the pessimistic Jet fan will say, "Well, it's the freaking Jets." And if yeah, you bring him here, it, it's it, not going to be much better. It's the Jets. But when has Derek Carr had any semblance of a defense like what the Jets are bringing to the party? He has not. Never. Not so, even I mean, just, Fresno. Exactly. So <laughs> just 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 relax a little bit. You need a competent quarterback, a guy that can operate the offense, and a guy that's not going to put the ball in harm's way and put your defense in adverse situations. Derek Carr is completely capable of that. And for me, Carlin, I would rather 
try to be aggressive earlier on in the offseason and go after a Derek Carr rather than putting all my eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, a guy that can leave you standing at the altar um, once we start to get around June 1 when we, when we start to, you know, when, that, when the mechanics of his contract allow for a trade to happen with the Green Bay Packers and wherever he's going to. So I just, I know what Mike Murphy, the team president, said, that they would like to have an answer from Aaron Rodgers sooner rather than later. But, Carlin, the reality is that Aaron Rodgers likely won't be traded before the NFL draft, before the start of NFL free agency. And if you're the Jets, you need answers before that so you can make sure you make the tweaks on the roster in order to put your team in position to compete next year. Don't put the eggs all in that basket. Don't do it. You're you're just asking for heartbreak if that's the case. When you, you've, you're dealing with somebody that has shown over the last few years that he only cares about himself and does not care about the organization and how it affects them in any way. That's the way he's handled himself when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. That's the way the Jets cannot allow him to handle themselves if they're an option. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.